Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport News. This is episode 84, recorded January 8th, 2022. I'm your host, Charles Grant. In today's episode, the Slag Encode Plus, blocking relay attacks, thieves targeting garages, a safe manipulation video course, a locksmithing video course, a movie like Jewelry Heist, and other criminal stories, sales, giveaways, and more. You can subscribe to the audio version of the show on most podcast apps and at thelocksportscast.com. If you don't already have one, you can find a podcasting 2.0 compatible app at newpodcastapps.com. You can subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube or Odyssey. Links to stories discussed will be in the show notes. Not all services let me post the full length show notes with all the links, but you can always find those at thelocksportscast.com. Just put in thelocksportscast.com slash and the episode number and it'll take you right to them. So first up, I want to apologize up front if this episode ends up being a bit short and possibly a bit late. My work is being affected by the recent spike in COVID cases. Currently, there are two of us in my department that are able to cover the shifts normally that require four people to cover. Also, there have been some uh, issues at home that have taken a little bit of extra time this week. So I apologize, but this is the best I can do to get the show out this week. Also, don't forget that the Lockie Award nominations are open now through the end of the month. You can go to LockieAwards.net or LockieAwards.com, either one, register and make your nominations. Let me know if you have any problems with the site. I have had reports of the site being slow and throwing some errors. I have not been able to reproduce those on my end. I don't know if it's an issue specifically with GoDaddy's hosting in other countries or what's going on, but I haven't personally seen any issues every time I've tested it, but that doesn't mean that they're not there, and I'm no WordPress expert, so let me know if you have anything, and I will try to find some time to check it out. Just be uh, specific. If you do take the time to let me know that there's a problem, please be specific, you know, what page you were on, what the error was, or, or anything like that would definitely help someone with my limited skill level narrow down the problem also a couple of quick corrections from last week on the story where i said tool was a victim of credit card fraud it was actually tool us is a victim of debit card fraud slightly different somebody pointed that out to me and i just wanted to make sure i corrected that here also i stated last week that it was 2021 again evidently instead of 2022 that's not uncommon i do that all the time first up in the news schlage announced the Schlage Encode Plus Smart Wi-Fi Deadbolt. They say the lock launches this spring and that it is the first smart lock solution in North America market to support Apple's home keys for iPhone and Apple Watch. With home keys, consumers can simply tap to unlock Schlage Encode Plus Deadbolt using their iPhone and Apple Watch for easy and secure access to their homes. They also say that users can take advantage of Schlage's unique and highly rated connected experience by managing the Schlage and Code Plus through the Schlage Home app. The home key integration lets you unlock your door by simply holding your iPhone or Apple Watch near the lock. You can choose to require Face ID, Touch ID, or Passcode on your iPhone to add an extra layer of security. The lock will also support power reserve so that even if your phone is out of battery, 
you'll be able to tap to unlock for up to five hours after losing charge. HomeKey has some restrictions, namely that you need an iPhone XR or newer running iOS 15 and an Apple Watch Series 4 or newer to use it. In addition to Apple HomeKit, the Encode Plus is supposed to work with Google Assistant and Amazon Alexa's voice commands. And if the Schlage Encode Plus is connected through an Apple Home Hub, you can also use Siri to control your lock away from home. And if you like, the lock also uses a physical key as a backup but its primary input is intended to be the number pad, they say. So a lot more connected options on this one. Let's hope that doesn't come back to bite them. Next up is an article called How to Block My Car Key Signal to Prevent Keyless Vehicle Theft. This article is actually back from November, written by David Mullen of Sunday Times Driving. The article starts off by saying keyless cars, which allow the doors to be locked and unlocked by touching the door handle or even simply approaching it while the fob is in your pocket or bag, are brilliant, convenient, and especially if you have your hands full. But with this smart technology has come a higher risk of the car being stolen as tech-savvy criminals have developed ways to trick the car into unlocking and starting. For that reason, you may want to know the best way to block the signal from your car key. And the article goes through several sections. I'm just going to highlight the key points here says how does keyless car theft work and they say the most common form of keyless car theft involves signal relay attacks so they say how can i block my car key signal the best way to prevent keyless theft is to block the signal being emitted from the key fob while some manufacturers mercedes and subaru for instance allow drivers to turn off their fobs once they're out of the car for other drivers there's a good alternative when at home Storing keys in a metal-lined Faraday box or pouch will block the signal being sent out from your key fob. They say, does tinfoil block a car key signal? And they say, while tinfoil does have some effect, it may only dampen the signal rather than blocking it fully. Other ways to prevent car theft are steering wheel locks, wheel boots, and other methods that we have discussed from other articles. The last section is, what do police say? And they say that uh, Assistant Chief Constable Jenny Sims has advised that she would urge drivers to take simple steps to keep their vehicle safe, like storing the keys in metal tins or protective pouches that block the devices criminals are using. A return to basics, like making sure your car is locked, is worthwhile too. We know from research that some owners think that their cars automatically lock, and they don't. Always double-checked before you walk away, that your car is locked. Excellent advice at the end there. And in San Francisco, thieves are targeting garages in the Pacific Heights neighborhood. This is also from November, and it was reported by KPIX CBS San Francisco. Looks like the thieves are going in through garage doors in the middle of the night, often by drilling a hole in the door and hooking the emergency cord with homemade hooks. And in the video posted on YouTube, they have an example of the homemade hooks that the thieves are using. Interesting that they're they're quite bulky hooks. They're not slipping them in over the top of the door like some of the commercially designed models. They're just taking a hole saw and drilling a hole in the door so they can shove it through. Not worrying too much about the noise that it creates. They're definitely getting bolder. Moving on to community news, we have an update for the 2022 Lockpickers United raffle. They say so far we are at a total of $29,614 raised, 
including matching donations. Of that, Reddit has raised $1,601, while Discord has raised $15,713. And I know that doesn't add up to the $29,000 listed above, but I'm guessing some of that is matching donations. I'm not sure how that total works out. Anyway, thank you to everyone who has donated to that. Really appreciate all the support for the raffle. Also, PandaFrog and Moon have put together a website for the raffle, which includes links to the approved charity list, the prize pot list, the entry form, ticket tracker, and Gravity Karma's videos about the raffle explaining how it works, how to enter, and what you can win. So, recommend checking that site out. It's lpu.locksport-service.com raffle. And the link will be in the show notes, as always. And right as I was sitting down to record this, I saw that LockNoob had put up a video about the new Boli Rotisera disc detainer lock, where he does a full teardown of the new Boli lock and a thorough explanation of the lock and its mechanisms. So I recommend you go over to his channel and check that out. The link will be in the show notes if you aren't already subscribed. And Beanie A to Z, or Good Guy on Twitter, posted a link to a series of videos called Group 2 Safe Manipulation Safe Cracking Course. The description on the first video says, Join me on the blastastic journey and learn to manipulate a safe. It's a whole playlist of videos. The video titles in the playlist, I haven't watched them all, I've watched uh, two of them, but the titles of the videos in the playlist are Introduction, Safe Manipulation Ethics, How Safe Locks Work, the Relocker, the Fly, and the Forbidden Zone, Changing the Combination, Introduction to Manipulation, Scanning the Wheel Pack, Amplifying, Find the Exact Gate Location, Which Wheel, the High-Low Test, The Manipulation Process, Graphing, Gate Signatures, Not Finding a Gate Signature, Fixing Issues with the High-Low Test, Left versus Right Dialing, Effective Dialing, Full Manipulation, Wheel Isolation Manipulation, Conclusion and Summary, and then there are two appendix videos. One is Accessing the Community, and the other is Setting Up Your Practice Lock. So a link to that full playlist will be in the show notes. Uh, When I get some free time, I plan on watching it all myself. And also over on Twitter, Jeff Moss posted a link to a video called Locksmithing for the Door, Frame, and Hardware Distributor, a Primer. The first video was kind of an announcement video saying they're going to be releasing one video a week for 32 weeks. The video series is primarily focused towards the uh, door hardware, door installer type, but it does have practical subjects that will be handy to any lock supporter or locksmith wannabe. The upcoming scheduled titles are Introduction, What is Master Keying, Pinning Charts, Expansion Specification, Dividing the Key, Understanding the KBA, Standard Progression Format, Standard Key Coding System, Levels of Keying, Master Keying Reduces Key Security, Sequence of Progression, The Dayton Method, Multiplex Keyways, Key Conference, Submittals and Governing Documents, How to Transmit Secure Information to Your Client, Methods of Progression, Mason Keying, cross-keying, master key system and maintenance, what makes a good master key, parity, construction keying, record keeping, interchangeable core, both small and large format, keying software, further reading, AHC, 
220 exam prep locksmithing questions. Aloha. Some of the most famous people no one has ever heard of. Aloha credentials and conclusion. So I will have a link to the first video in the show notes. And you can go from there to subscribe to the channel if you want to watch the rest of the series. I would expect I didn't immediately see a playlist yet. But when I checked the first video was the first one out. So. Moving on to Lockpick United Belts this week, we have a new brown belt on Reddit. Powhound Gabe earned brown. Congratulations to you. And we have a new black belt announcement on the Discord. It says, let's welcome the first black belt of the year to the dojo. So at least has picked the Dom IX Twin Star, Asa Twin Combi, Fab Variant, Eva 3KS, and the Zeiss Icon SK6 Extra Code. He impressed in Daylock and manipulated a Group 2 safe dial for his epic quests. Congratulations to you, Least. Nicely done. For those of you not already familiar with the Lockpickers United belt system, you can find out more on the official page on Reddit. Also, there are links to the official page and some videos that explain how the system works in the show notes of every episode of the Lock Sportscast. So you can always go find the links you need to find out more there. And with that, it's time to take a quick break. Say thank you to the people that made this episode possible. I'd like to thank the newest patron, Barebones Lockpicking. And if you're not familiar with Barebones Lockpicking, go back and listen to the previous couple of episodes. Barebones Lockpicking is a new pickmaker and distributor in Australia that uh, several of the Aussie pickers have been talking about. Their link will be in the show notes under the sales section because they currently have a sale going on on their site. With that, the producers for this episode, starting with the Patreon subscribers, are Pandafrog, Michael Gilcrest, Starlock, Williams Brain, Dave to be deciphered, Lee Bond's Locksport Journey, Pat from Uncensored Tactical, Three Raccoons and a Coat, Cherell, Patty Cakes, Dr. Hogmaster, Clayton Howard, aka Cool Tune, Mog, John Locke, Rat Yoke, Mr. Picker, Cranky Lock Picker, Real Tater, JHP Picking, Bare Bones Lock Picking, Chief content producer for this episode is I Fisk. Other content producers for this episode, Beanie A to Z or Good Guy. Cherell, Correct Jeans, Jeff Moss, Joshua Gonzalez, Michael Gilcrest, Panda Frog, Papa Rowboat, Pocket Woman, Rain, Rubber Band, and Tony Varelli. Thank you to all of you who have posted information and tagged me in it or otherwise sent me information to use in the episodes. I really, really do appreciate it. This show is only possible because of your information and support, so if you value the podcast, please support it by sending in your news, links, event, giveaway information, anything you have, Locksport-related, that you think the community would benefit from knowing, or just get a kick out of knowing, send it in to podcast at thelocksportscast.com or any of the other methods listed at thelocksportscast.com slash support. Other things you can do to support the show are share this podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform, or if you're watching the video, leave a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube or the equivalent on Odyssey. You can subscribe to the podcast and or YouTube and Odyssey channels. If you want, you can support financially by donating to PayPal or subscribing on Patreon. Patrons do get an RSS feed that allows them to get the audio episode as soon as I'm done editing and not at the normal release time. So a little bit early, usually about a day, probably won't be this week. I apologize for that. If you want to find a way to support the show, go to locksportscast.com slash support. 
If you support the show with a donation or information that I use in the show, I will give you credit in the show and in the show notes. If you have an interesting story about your journey through Locksport or just something interesting that happened to you because of Locksport that you want shared on the show, send it in. Same methods as listed above, and I will try to get that on the show. Uh, you can also submit feedback to the locksportscast.com through the same methods or through locksportscast.com slash contact. That feedback can be confidential if you want, or I can share it on the show. That's your choice. You're welcome to submit a note, video, or audio recording. Just please keep it reasonable length, polite, work and family safe, no politics, no drama. Going back to the American Key Supply page for a quick locksmith story this week. This one was sent in by a locksmith known as R.S. Said the craziest experience? There are many. They know more than we do. Example. Opening a Ford Explorer. Easy, right? Well, the customer insisted on telling me how to do it. So after seeing he was not going to move away from the door, I put my tool away and went back to my van. Perfect timing. We had a huge deluge of cold rain. After the rain slowed, he came out from under the trees to my van, as I knew he would, and asked me to please do it my way. I did, and he was in his vehicle 30 seconds later. Every customer is an expert, right? No matter what industry you work in. You're always going to have those expert customers. Our first criminal story comes from Beanie A to Z or Good Guys Twitter feed. He posted about this story and I thought it was really cool. So heist at Center City Jewelry Shop like part of a movie, owner says. This is from the Philadelphia Inquirer by Vinnie Vela. The article says that nothing was going to stop these thieves. Not a locked basement door, not two solid walls, not even an industrial grade safe. The thieves broke into Time and Gold, a shop in the heart of city center, cleaning out about $250,000 of diamonds and fine jewelry. Danny Hosmi, Hosmi, the store owner, said it was like part of a movie. It's just craziness. Who goes underground? It's not like they're taking $50 million. They got, what, a quarter of a million from me? He's talking like that's small change. A quarter of a million dollars to an average American like me is a lot of money and would be really big motivation for anybody with criminal intent. Evidently, even the detectives told him that they were stunned by the lengths bandits took to get in. Police said it was unclear precisely when the thieves hit the jewelry store. The owner discovered the damage about 9.30 a.m. and called the police immediately. According to him, the heist began at the now-defunct Burger.org, a kosher joint that closed a few months ago. Somehow the thieves broke into that store's basement, made their way to the first floor where they punched through a wall that the vacant storefront shares with Four Seasons Cleaners. From there, the crew walked to the opposite wall and repeated the process, busting another hole, which led to time and gold. They reached through, cracked the nearby safe, and left without tripping a single alarm. On their way out, they ripped out the cash register inside Four Seasons, which contained about $100 in change. When the owner of Four Seasons opened his store at 7.30, he thought the ceiling had caved in. Cracked drywall was everywhere. The owner of the jewelry store said, look where you are, gesturing to the commercial corridor surrounding his business. This is the safest neighborhood ever. Uh, evidently not. There's an ice cream shop next door, a family beauty salon beside it. And at the end of the block, above the former burger.org, sits Adeline, a swanky second-floor restaurant. 
He said he moved his store from Broad Street and Gerard Avenue in North Philly a year and a half ago. He said, I thought I was coming to a better location. It shows you how much I know. An eerily similar incident happened a year ago at a shop operated by his friend on Market Street, he said. Same MO, the thieves busted through a wall and ran off without an alarm sounding. Yeah, because a wall is just another obstacle that can be gone through if their motivation is there. And it's actually, if it's not a somehow reinforced wall, drywall and even wood paneling is not secure. And if you're in a commercial district with abandoned businesses, there's no neighbors there late at night to alert to somebody breaking in. So something extra you need to think about. If you're in a residential area, you might have residential people to alert, but evidently not if you look at the uh, story about San Francisco's garage issue. People are not paying attention to what's going on in the street. They're sitting in their homes watching TV, I guess, most of the time. The next story, Niagara police look to find rightful owners of stolen collector's items. This is from chch.com, written by Shyla Vise. This is out of Niagara Falls. Officers were in the area of Main Street and Ferry Street around 5.35 a.m. on January 1st when they spotted a woman who was wanted by the police on an arrest warrant getting into a vehicle with a male passenger. The woman was arrested as well as the man after police discovered he was breaking court-ordered conditions. Police searched the man and the vehicle and located suspected crystal methamphetamine, drug trafficking paraphernalia, pills, four cell phones, weapons, pepper spray, a Breda pistol, a bolt cutter, lock picks, and various pieces of suspected stolen property. The suspect is facing numerous charges for weapons and drug trafficking. Police are now trying to find the owners of the property seized during the arrests. The items include a large coin collection, collector's spoons, cufflinks, and $1 and $2 banknotes that stopped being issued in 1898 and 1996, respectively. So it looks like people's prized collections are being pilfered by these criminals. And they no indication if they were using the picks, but they had the picks in their possession, so they qualify in my book as potentially at least lockpicking criminals. Moving to the other side of the United States, the next story is out of California. Real Life Grinches Arrested. This was published by the Amador County Sheriff's Office on January 6th. They said, on Christmas Eve, sheriff's deputies responded to three separate but likely connected burglaries that occurred in the Amador Ridge Plaza in Martell. When they arrived, they learned two businesses had been burglarized, as well as a vehicle that was parked in the vicinity. Among the items stolen from the vehicles was a purse containing the vehicle's only car key, the owner's wallet, and her credit card. Just a quick side note, never leave your purse with the car key, your wallet, and your credit card just sitting in your car while you're not in it. That seems like a really, really, really bad idea. Anyway. After taking initial reports, the owner of the burglarized vehicle reported that her stolen credit card had recently been used at another nearby business. Surveillance video was reviewed, which captured the suspect using the stolen credit card. Footage also showed the suspect's female accomplice and the vehicle they were driving. A short time later, deputies located the vehicle parked at Harrah's Northern California Casino. 
Hera's security assisted deputies in locating the two suspects. A search of their vehicle yielded the stolen wallet and car key, a large quantity of methamphetamine, burglary tools, forged DMV documents, two driver's licenses, several financial documents not belonging to either. Deputies later contacted the owners of the two driver's licenses, both of whom confirmed they too were victims of theft. I see a common thread quite often in all of these stories, and that is the methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. It over and over and over as I'm reading stories of, of thefts. Methamphetamine, methamphetamine, methamphetamine. It really does ruin lives. Oh, and you may want to know why this was posted in Lockpicking Criminals. If you watch the video version of this, the picture attached to the article shows some of the items that they seized. They had one of those emergency window glass breaking hammers in there. Also, some cheap lock picks and tension tools shown on one side of the image. And two clear plastic locks and what appears to be a master lock slightly off frame there. So if they weren't actively picking locks already, they were training themselves to. So they are lock picking criminals. Moving on to sales, we have, of course, Barebones Lockpicking, who is now a patron of the show, has their discounted prices on their site. No code required. Just look for the little sale icon in the corner of the photo of the product. That's at barebonesLockpicking.com. Also over at Southord.com through the 10th, so about the time you're hearing this probably, hopefully this gets out before then, they are having 20% discount on all products still with the code WELCOME22. Over at hooligankeys.com, 50% off with the code MAKE2022BETTER through January 2022. We have the Master Lock Surplus Sale. Some stuff up to 50% off. Yes, that's 50%. Matt's Lock Pit is still having a sale on custom picks, so you can head over to mattslockpit.com. Over at 3D Locksport. 10% 10% off the code LSCAST10. That's 3DLockSport.com. All your 3D printed lockpicking accessories can be found there. Mako Locks has 15% off the code BYMAKO at MakoLocks.com. Don't know when those expire. And the same goes for UK Lockpickers. That's 10% off of the code GIFT, no known expiration. It's UKLockPickers.co.uk. Moving on to giveaways, PandaFrog's hashtag speed ABIS giveaway has been extended due to limited entries, so your odds are really good if you get an entry in. The rules, speed pick any lock and submit it to the speedlocks.org team. A valid speed pick will give you one entry. You only can get one entry. Use the hashtag speed ABIS in the video title. Part one of the giveaway now is scheduled to end January 31st. When the 10 entry limit is reached, if not, the giveaway will be extended another month. 10 winners will be drawn after the end date. The winners will get one ABIS 6520 and can compete in part two, which will be announced when everyone receives their ABIS 6520. The ABIS 6520 are all key to like and marked on the bottom. So if you want to know some of the things you might be able to win, go check out the video that's linked in the show notes or just head over to Panda Frog's YouTube channel and look for video English 251 to find out more. He does go over some of the prizes he has planned. So odds are really, really good. If you get an entry in, 
you have really, really good odds of getting picked for the final draw. Also, CLK Supplies has their weekly hashtag LockBoss giveaways. They are a locksmith supply company, so they have lots of good prizes for the locksport enthusiast or the locksmith, either one. Head over to CLK Supplies. There's also a link in the show notes direct to the giveaway page if you want to know more. Remember, the show needs your support, so please send me any information you have that's LockSport related. Anything at all makes my job a lot easier and allows me to continue doing the show on these weeks when I don't have time to search it out myself at all. So I really want to thank all the producers for this week because this show would not have happened this week if it hadn't been for them. I literally just had time to pull some real quick stories in and get the show done. Thank you very much and keep it legal. 